Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Do you really want to know? It might make you uncomfortable and even sound a little crazy. But if I tell you, you can't go back to sleep. Here's the truth. You're under attack. We all are. Our children, our families, our communities. The saddest part is, they're only successful because we refuse to pay attention. For centuries, even millennia, they've conspired in the shadows and worked behind the scenes and hidden the truth behind cascading waves of lies and distractions. Can we be victorious? The fusion cell. I'll be your warrior guide, retired Green Beret Master Sergeant Jeremy Brown, with former Police Sergeant Jen. Do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. But together, we'll find them. Now, wake up. We've got work to do. You're listening to The Real Wealth. Well, music fail on that. Sorry. I was trying to get in. It wasn't me. (laughs) But the dang advertisement came up on YouTube. I was really scrambling with that. Oh so my God. I apologize. Bag on YouTube advertising. Ridiculous. I should just pay the $100 and deal with it, right? Negative. Then I tried to use Spotify. That didn't uh, work either. You know, technical problems. Anyway. Oh <laughs> anyway, welcome back to the Fusion well, Cell. Jeremy that's Brown. That's right. Jeremy. At, our ra- at our random broadcast time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just so that everyone's aware we're trying to move it to 7 p.m so that somebody around here can go to bed early that's not jeremy yeah and um but you know i had to i meet can get to bed tonight. anytime i want yeah just staying up late into the night like a little bat reading all your stuff reading your well yeah so newspaper here's another gel secret here's another gel secret um when the tyrants come to round you up, just remember, whatever they sentence you to, the more time that you sleep is actually the less time that you serve. Yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. If I'm taking a long trip to grandma's house, it <laughs> seemed really quick because you were asleep the whole time. Yes. Life hack, sleeping on a plane, too. Yes. Jeremy's prisoner hacks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you should probably release a whole, we should have a whole podcast dedicated to prisoner hacks that you've learned, or you can just keep it for your book. I don't know when you're done with all this. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of discussion topics. Remember, if I get out of here, I might just manage to never be heard from again. Who knows? Maybe I'll write under Publius. (laughs) There was this, I don't know, you know who he was. It was this, you know, Green Beret that recorded the FBI. I don't know who he was, but then he ended up being a jailer. <laughs> what I should do is hijack some some famous liberals or author's name and write the book under their name, and that way it'll actually get some sales. That's it. You'd be or number one. Yeah, you'd be number one bestseller across the charts. Amazon. All I would have to do was use a title like something either anti-Trump or something pro-insurrection narrative, and man, it would go straight to the New York Times bestseller. Of course, no one would read it, so whatever the content would would be the exact opposite. 
Somebody finally does a big review. Somebody finally. Well, yeah. All these little unconventional would be fun. Speaking of guerrilla tactics, we actually were able to accomplish a circumvention of the information dominant utilizing some guerrilla tactics by sending in our resident icebreaker. Nancy. Mm. So not this past weekend, but the weekend before, uh, Tucker Carlson with his uh, band of Mary uh, Wealth uh, participants. They had some kind of like wealth conference or whatever in Tampa, which Tucker Carlson was apparently one of the presenters. Uh, Tucker Carlson, Lisa Booth, I think uh, Buck Sexton and some other, um, you know, Tudor Dixon. Um, they were all like part of this three-day conference in Tampa. So we sent in Nancy, our resident icebreaker, who always gets our information to whoever it is that she targets. She's gotten Jeremy Brown packets to Don Jr. and all kinds of other people. Well, Nancy was totally successful in getting an information packet into the hands of Tucker Carlson, of course, uh, she did not waste the opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a round of applause for Nancy. She did not waste an opportunity uh, to steal a selfie of her kissing Tucker Carlson. Shame on you, Nancy. I thought I was your secret crush, but now I see that you're cheating on me with Tucker Carlson. And then, of course, she also with Tucker's security team, which I, I hear are a bunch of uh, former SF guys, Berets. And so hopefully they were able to review the packet and see that, uh, you know, my resume and DB214 and NCOERs are all legit. She also got a, a selfie with Lisa Booth as well. So congratulations to Nancy on the accomplishment of our guerrilla information insertion operation. Um, so classified, I haven't even given it an operation name. But uh, so now Tucker Carlson has firsthand been introduced to my story, and let's see whether or not the, it's of any interest to him. So thank you, Nancy, for getting that done. Crowd went That's wild. right. So uh, yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, but you also follow Tucker's new network on X or his tweets mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, whatever they're called now on X. What, I don't know what an X transmission is referred to as, but uh, uh, you know, see if you can't uh, hit him up and see what he thinks of uh, what information we're able to provide him. So that's a little bit of uh, positive news. Very cool. Very cool. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if I, I would have been able to handle that assignment. I mean, Tucker Carlson, I, I may have clammed up, but Nancy always does such a great job. Well, I mean, yeah, Nancy has no fear. Um, so, all right. So what else do we have uh, on store for today? I know that we talked about some things. I know uh, we wanted to get, uh, you know, Hunter Biden blowing off Congress, because why wouldn't you? I mean... So they have no power, or at least no will to exert their power. So, hell, just blow them off. It's not like, I mean, it's run by the Republicans. It's not like they're going to throw you in jail like the Democrats would. So, uh, so kudos to Hunter Biden. 
Yeah, Hunter, Hunter Biden uh, went in front of here. Let me just let me play it for you so everyone can hear what he had to say today, calling the GOP impeachment inquiry shameless. A five year investigation of me. Yet here I am, Mr. Chairman, taking up your offer when you said we can bring these people in for depositions or committee hearings, whichever they choose. Well, I've chosen. I am here to testify at a public hearing today to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. Republicans do not want an open process where Americans can see their tactics, expose their baseless inquiry, or hear what I have to say. What are they afraid of? I'm here. I'm ready. Oh, that was it. Oh, I'm here. I'm ready. Walk away. That's it. <laughs> oh, wait. He didn't take questions? No. <laughs> I missed that part. I thought he wanted to be questioned, questioned publicly. Look, um, I just want to say Hunter Biden did today what we should all be doing, which is completely tell these people to pound sand, to blow them off, to ex exercise a civil noncompliance. And so for everyone who asks, what should we do? We should do exactly what Hunter Biden just did. Now, of course, none of us like Hunter Biden because he's a scumbag, but at least he knows how to win, right? I mean, it's kind of like way back in the old days when the Raiders were the most hated football team in the NFL for some reason, right? Everyone hated the Raiders. Just win, baby, was the mantra, right? Yeah. So you can't argue with the fact that as much as you hate the left, the Democrats, the liberals, whatever you want to call them, they know how to just win, baby. So – Look, kudos to him. I mean, credit where credit is due. Uh, I hope you have the clip of uh, of Hunter going through and basically lying, denying, and making counter accusations. But uh, mm. uh, we can certainly get into that. You know, also today, hey, Jen, I know you're a little young for this, but have you ever heard of the Roaring Twenties? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's just right before you were born, probably. Yes. But um, the Roaring Twenties, who about the Roaring Twenties? Okay. The Roaring Twenties were the amazing economic good old days, right? Everyone was doing well. The money was flowing. You know, there were cars and all kinds of things, right? You know, you've seen the old black and white. Of, of them swing dancing or whatever the hell they're doing, right? These were the Roaring Twenties, right? Prohibition and, you know, uh, Elliot Ness and all this craziness, right? But it was the good old days right before the Great Depression, right? With, yes. I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there listening that remembers these things, but if we've you know, if we went to an education system back in the 80s, we would have learned about this thing called the Great Depression and the Roaring Twenties, right? So the Roaring Twenties were the time that preceded the market crash 
uh, from, I think, 27 to 32, uh, which basically led to the Great Depression uh, that led into World War II. Um, but today, they don't even need to give us this artificial sense of amazing economic conditions. Now we can suffer and the stock market will still reach record highs like it did today. So today, the stock market set a new all-time record, surpassing 37,000 on the Dow Jones Industrial uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. And yet, we're not living in the roaring 2020s, right? I mean, from what I hear, now, my economic situation is amazing. I guess free rent, uh, three semi-hot meals, if you want to call them that, made up of mainly, you know, synthetic proteins and a lot of soy. Um, Wreck occasionally, I get to go outside, right? So my economic situation is perfect, right? I mean, I own nothing, and I am just happy as I could be at the Citrus County Resort for Threats to Democracy. But I hear that things are not that good out there in the real world. Things are expensive. If you live in Florida, you can't find homeowner's insurance. None of these economic situations tend to coincide with an all-time high stock market. And the reality is because, like we've talked about numerous You have times, one minute left. We are seeing the pump, pump, pump it up of what we refer to as a pump and dump. And so today is just one more indicator that they're almost at the point where they've gotten everybody excited about record high Dow before we get the uh, Obama admitted to predictive programming economic collapse ties us off the cybercrime, which is apparently the new hotness in the conspiracy theory world. But uh, yeah, I mean, the conditions are being set uh, for bringing about the um, the world economic collapse that will give them their, you'll own nothing, but we'll be happy, right? So let me call back and then uh, we will continue. Okay. The caller has hung up. So just thinking about the movie I was telling you about yesterday, Leave the World Behind, the premise of that was that there was a cyber attack, right? Well, now also remember that, I believe it was 2019, Klaus Schwab was saying that there would be a cyber attack. Of course, years have gone by, that hasn't happened. And now we're also hearing present day, currently, that in the last couple days, that China has been attacking the U.S. infrastructure, cyber attacks. So, I mean, what is this? Are they really getting us ready for a larger cyber attack? I think that anything is possible because there's so much on the line in this next year. So just be aware and cautious that they will continue to try to instill fear County, Florida. The only the thing to do is, is be prepared. Private. It will be recorded and maybe monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, whatever happens, it will be unexpected. Instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press one. To refuse this free call, thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. All right, can you hear me? Yes. 
All right. Um, so you have Hunter's uh, actual addressing of the investigation and where he denies everything, and he says it's all been debunked. You know, basically sounded like the mainstream media. Hmm. I don't know. I'll have to keep searching Twitter because that was the one that came up. All right. Well, the bottom line is this. We're, we're putting a lot of effort into this semi-investigation of the Bidens around. And, and, and they constantly refer to it as bribery. Okay. It's worse than bribery. Right, all, all the players involved are all, you know, enemies of this country or, you know, corrupt governments that are perpetuating war with the enemies of this country. I mean, it, that's that's really what the investigation should be into the treason, the selling out of America to its enemies, right, for profit. You know, so yeah, they're using they're utilizing bribery. But it's not, I mean, you're not bribing an intelligence asset. You're simply paying them, right? And so that's really what is going on here, right? They're not bribing uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden or Jim Biden or, or whoever, all the Bidens, right? Ten different Bidens, right? So they're not bribing them. They're not saying, I'll give you $5 million for this one thing. No, they're on the payroll. Like they're literally receiving money on a regular basis to perform duty, right? And so, yeah, it's great. We're investigating it. Okay, well, keep investigating it. They're never going to do anything, but I wish they would use the correct terminology of treason. But how come they're not investigating the Biden's sexual abuse of his children, right? I mean, to me, that's a way worse crime because, look, Everyone knows that nobody cares about espionage in Washington, D.C. I mean, everyone exposes everything in Washington, D.C. I, I literally have a book idea, uh, and the title was something about uh, all the classified things I learned about by sitting at a bar in D.C., right? I mean, all you have to do is go to any restaurant in the Washington, D.C. area and just sit there and listen to drunk people expose all of our nation's secrets. I mean, for God's sake, Eric Swalwell... Uh, was sleeping with a known Chinese spy, and he's still in Congress. If I, as a soldier, filled out an SF-86, which is a, an application for a security clearance, and I wrote that I had a Chinese girlfriend, I would be denied a security clearance. If I was married to uh, Elaine Chow, right, the wife of Mitch McConnell, Right, yeah. I would likely be denied a top secret clearance. Why? Because she has ties to members of the Chinese Communist Party, right? And I would be married to her, and therefore that would make me subject to espionage, right? Yeah. And yet, members of Congress, members of the Senate, like Diane Feinstein, who had a Chinese spy for twenty years, they're untouchable. Uh, yeah. It's not that they're untouchable; they just don't care about it, right? Well, who's, so who's going to hold them accountable? Why are they trying to who's going to no hold these No one. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. So why aren't, why aren't, this is about making the Bidens look bad in order to get them out of power. Well, then the Republicans would be negating Ashley Biden's diary, of which has been confirmed to be legitimate, where she claims that her father 
inappropriately subjected her to uh, just, I would call it sexual abuse by her father. Now, if we look at Hunter Biden, uh, let's see, drug addict, uh, sex addict, uh, you know, megalomaniacal maniac, right? All indications that he was likely also sexually abused as a child, right? I mean, if Hunter Biden was a woman, he'd probably be a stripper. He's so torn up inside. Yeah. Right? And so we have Ashley Biden's diary. And, and that wasn't a, a slap at the strippers out there. They perform a, a, a very valuable uh, service <laughs> to somebody out there, sure. Probably a lot of members of Congress. But True. Hunter Biden clearly exhibits issues related to the way he was raised by his father. Ashley Biden wrote in her personal diary, which then the Biden administration sent the FBI to confiscate from a legitimate news outlet, Project Veritas, by conducting an illegal raid to confiscate the diary based on what? Was it based on a criminal investigation? Was it to confiscate evidence for a pending investigation? No, it was meant to get the diary out of the hands of a media source so that they can't talk about it. See, this to me, I think, would cross party lines. A man sexually abusing his daughter and very likely his son, yes. who's in the presidency, would, I would think, Certainly, there's got to be some liberal white woman out there that's not okay with that. And would say, you know, even though I voted for Biden not knowing anything really about politics at all, uh, but my professor told me to, I don't think I like him anymore because apparently he touched his daughter and probably his son, right? But yet, there's no mention of this ever. I mean, I mentioned it to the two Department of Homeland Security investigators in the recorded interview when they tried to recruit me, and they just kind of laughed it off. When they they brought up the fact that they uh, pulled over some guy with a bumper sticker that said Biden's a pedophile, and I say to them, matter of fact, well, Biden is a pedophile. You guys know that. You can see I knew that the government by that time uh, had knowledge of Ashley Biden's diary at that time. And they just kind of chuckle and laugh it off. It's right there on the recording. So it blows my mind that Republicans uh, make a big deal about this. I mean, all they have to do is get the diary from the FBI. It's in government custody, right? They should subpoena uh, that document as well as the voicemail messages of bringing in Project Veritas staff, James O'Keefe who's formerly of Project Veritas, who actually uh, was there when they had all this, and questioned them as to, is the president of the United States a known sexual abuser of his own children, which would likely lead into a lot of questioning as to why he's always sniffing kids' airs uh, or in all these uncomfortable videos and on the campaign trail, he's talking about having young black kids rub his legs in the pool. I mean... I think there's something there. And if we really wanted to get to the bottom of it, uh, the Republicans have the ability to do it. But unlike the Democrats, they have no balls. See, if if Ivanka Trump had written in her diary that Donald Trump showered with her and made her uncomfortable, well, guess what would happen? He would be impeached 
for a third time. He would probably have another 40 or 50 indictments against him. Why? Because, see, the Democrats know how to destroy their enemies. If only the Republicans could just learn how to destroy their enemies as well. And they're only enemies because they're just evil. I mean, these are evil scumbags. I mean, clearly they're blatantly uh, spying on America. They're touching little kids, their own kids. Uh, they're rounding up their political enemies. And yet there just seems to be no uh, intestinal fortitude, testicular fortitude, to go after these guys in a way they just may have the means to do so. Uh, well, so I wanted to play for you... Well, Jeremy, the only the only reason that they're not doing that, just so that we're all clear here, is because they're compromised in some way or another or have benefited from Biden's shenanigans. And I mean, I totally hear <laughs> right that, that this, sounds very QAnon like Jen. And I'm gonna I, have to lump you over there in the Laura Logan category. <laughs> a, a lot of people also don't um trust anything. They'll say it's just rumor. It's not true unless this thing has been dragged through the court system. But then you see what's actually going on with J6 and then you realize that the court system is just a dog and pony show. But I think that's, you know, people can hide behind that reason. uh, You know, leftists hide behind that reason and Democrats to say, well, he hasn't been prosecuted for it. No victim, no crime. Right. Well, right. I mean, but it's, well, let's not just blame this on the left. Because I guarantee you, if I talk to a uh, hundred registered Republicans, um, maybe ten of them might know about the Ashley matter, Ashley Biden diary. But I guarantee you, two hundred and twenty of them that are in the House of Representatives mm-hmm. know about the Ashley, Biden, the Ashley Biden diary. Yeah. Every member of Congress knows about that whole situation. The American people might not know about it because, again, of the information dominance, but they know, right? Mm-hmm. They know that, I mean, look, everyone in Congress knows the content of Hunter Biden's laptop. And again, no discussion of the underage sex of Hunter Biden, no discussion of any of the actual questions. And, and, you know, the, the rumor, as you like to say, is that many of the worst things that were on Hunter Biden's laptop, even conservative media say that they are too afraid to even speak of them. Okay, but yet the FBI has this evidence of what sounds like a crime. I mean, when a First Amendment protected broadcaster won't even mention the things for which they know about on the laptop because they've seen copies of it or whatever. Well, then certainly there might be a crime in there somewhere, right? Well, but no, what do they want to do? They want to say, oh, Hunter Biden's paying taxes. Oh, Hunter Biden filled out an uh, inappropriate gun thing. Oh, Hunter Biden. Oh, oh, where did all this money come from? Right? Those are not heinous crimes. Those are things that we expect everyone in Washington to violate, right? Because Again, they think of themselves as rulers over us, and we're just peasants. But why aren't we talking about the actual heinous crimes, the underage sex, the sexual abuse, and all of this other stuff? And 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 very likely tied. I mean, I know that there were 
uh, emails and everything referencing individuals that were tied to the Ukrainian sex trade, right? Not to, not to sound QAnon-like, right? But everybody knows that Ukraine is a well-known hub for human and human sex trafficking, right? And it just happens to be we love Ukraine for some reason. <laughs> I mean, there, there's just no will to go after the actual real crimes. And I think it's probably because, you know, Washington just rotten to the core, both parties. Um, but just know that these things do exist. And yeah. so, well, uh, you know, I wanted, I wanted. Jeremy, let me tell you one more thing. It came up in Congress just a few days ago. Michael Schellenberger was there testifying. And uh, one of the Democrats, they brought, they brought up the Hunter Biden laptop. And one of the Democrats said, well, we don't know if that's, you know, was actually content on his laptop. We don't, we don't know that. So there's still a lot of denial going around. <laughs> and Michael Schellenberger's like, what, what do you mean? Do you think somebody could have changed the hard drive out? Like, what are you trying to say here? And he's like, oh, obviously not, sir, but we don't know if that was the, you know, original hard drive or, you right. know what I mean? Like they just uh, keep pulling well, at Jim, all these excuses, but that actually happened in it's Congress. Been debunked. That's what they just said. They say, I mean, and that's why I wanted to say the Hunter Biden clip. Because politicians, they just, they're just lying right to our face. And it's like a quote in a, that I often refer to from that one uh, former, uh, you know, a Russian author that talked about what it was like in the Soviet Union, right? Where they lie to us. We know that they're lying to us. They know that we know that they're lying to us, yeah. but they continue to lie to us and we pretend to believe them, right? Well, this is what politicians do. They lie, deny, they make counter accusations. And that's why I wanted to play Hunter Biden's statement today, because the whole statement is about how, of course, like all the Democrats in Congress are saying, there's no evidence you have one of left. crime. I, like, there's no evidence of any of this. Uh, I've done nothing wrong. Everything's been developed. These are all lies. Yeah. And we are like the skit. By Eddie Murphy. So, Jim, do you have that? Yes. Well, I also have the whole Hunter Biden thing, five minutes. So, I can... oh, okay. We'll play that while I'm calling back, and then uh, we'll then we'll sh then we'll show everybody the example of how the American people receive politicians' lies uh, utilizing the Eddie Murphy skit. So, let me call back. Okay. The caller has hung up. But I'm also here today correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving and supportive family. I'm proud to have earned degrees from Georgetown University and Yale Law School. I'm proud of my legal career and business career. I'm proud of my time serving on a dozen different boards of directors. And I'm proud of my efforts to forge global business relationships. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed door session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They've ridiculed my struggle with addiction. They've belittled my recovery. And they have tried to dehumanize me. And to damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. 
Florida. For six years, I've been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. Certainly not. During my battle with addiction, my parents were there for me. They literally saved my life. They helped me in ways that I will never be able to repay. And of course, they would never expect me to. It's laying it on thick. In the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. James Comer, Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, and their colleagues have distorted the facts by cherry picking lines from a bank statement, manipulating texts I sent, editing the testimony of my friends and former business partners, and misstating personal information that was stolen from me. There is no fairness or decency in what these Republicans are doing. They have lied over and over about every aspect of my personal and professional life, so much so that their lies have become the false facts believed by too many people. No matter how many times it is debunked, they continue to insist that my father's support of Ukraine against Russia is the result of a non-existent bribe. They displayed photos of me during an oversight hearing. And they have taken the light of my dad's love The light of my dad's love for me and presented it as darkness. They have no shame. These same committee chairmen have engaged in unprecedented political interference in what would have already been a five-year investigation of me. Yet, here I am, Mr. Chairman, taking up your offer when you said We can bring these people in for depositions or committee hearings, whichever they choose. Well, I've chosen. I am here to testify at a public hearing today to answer any of the committee's legitimate questions. Republicans do not want an open process where Americans can see their tactics, expose their baseless inquiry, or hear what I have to say. What are they afraid of? I'm here. I'm ready. Exit stage left. Okay. That was inspiring and powerful. All right. So, it was, it was very, uh, 
was it Stalin or was it Lenin or was it Hitler or was it Goebbels? I can't ever keep any of these people straight, right? That said, if you tell a lie often enough and loud enough, it becomes a truth. That's what you just experienced right there. I mean, yes. I, I, I feel like when I was a young man, I remember there being a president that said, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. On right? Yes. A blatant lie that later, of course, everyone was like, yeah, okay, so you had sex with an intern. It happens, right? Like, and now, like, the guy's famous for it, right? She's famous for it, right? But yet, totally looks right into the camera and says, all, all of these things have been debunked many times. There's no evidence. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, you got Jim Comer on Hannity, of which I suffered through today. Sometimes I like self-punishment. But um, like it. I suffered through an episode of Hannity to listen to Jim Comer because maybe he doesn't have anything. And of course he has stuff. But, I mean, are they actually doing anything with it? You know, they're pursuing the least damaging things as we just discussed about all the other things that should be investigated about the Biden. And the reality is that we know that they're all lying. We know that they're all ineffective. And yet when they lie to us, we behave just like the woman in this Eddie Murphy comedy skit. Yes. Got it right. Chong. Hey, y'all put up with it. Putting up with the crazy shit just to show you. I guess it's hard to find somebody that knows how to do it to you, right? Because when y'all find one, y'all stick through that man through all kinds of bullshit. I know a man got busted coming out of another woman's house. Just to show you how far a woman is through. I he got busted coming out of another woman's house. His woman saw him come out the house, knew that the woman lived there, and then say shit, wait till they got home, walked in the kitchen and said, What the hell was you doing in that bitch's house today? You know what the man said? Wasn't me. I looked right in your face. Wasn't me. Well, I'm supposed to be a fool, right? Hey. Wasn't me. <laughs> you know what the woman said? Maybe it wasn't she. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The American people. No matter what you want. Sorry. Started playing again. So yeah. Our politicians lie to us straight to our face, and we just accept it as if it's normal. And we're never, ever going to change any of the issues in this country if we do not start to push back against these lies, no matter who they're told by. Even if they're told by our favorite politician of all, whoever that may be, I know you all have one. You all have a secret politician that you just love to death and that you would do anything for, right? Yeah. But the reality is that they're just demonstrating their absolute power. You see, the, the rulers can tell the peasants anything that they want because they have absolute power. There's nothing that they can't get away with, and there's nothing that they fear. And this is what we see on a daily basis being acted out in front of us. Meanwhile, uh, our lives are being destroyed at every level. Or, or, I mean, just, just like the intro to this show, everything in our lives is being attacked and destroyed and never discussed. Meanwhile, we're all mesmerized 
by politicians lying about things that really ultimately aren't nearly as bad as the things that they really have done, but yet we don't ever want to talk about. I mean, it's just, when are we going to say enough already? I mean, we'd have to dig our heels in somehow, some way and say that it's enough. But I mean, at, at this point, like like we've discussed many times before, we are not paying them. Our voting systems are not secure. Um, so to counteract those things, they'd have to stop taking money from PACs. They'd have to actually get them from the people so that they were accountable to the people again because... Otherwise, they're just getting blackmailed and having sex with kids all over Washington, and we can't do anything about it while we pay their salaries. I mean, look, I mean, this is this is why I say we have to show up at these events, and no matter how much we love the guy or girl, uh, we need to ask them hard questions. I mean, you know, make them squirm and ask them, hey, uh, how come Congress won't release the sexual assault flush fund list of all the payoffs that have been, uh, that have used taxpayer dollars to pay off your claims of sexual assault in the House and the Senate and whatever? I mean, none of them want to answer that question because they're all very likely on the list. You know, I, I mean, was, I was look, just thinking, the- Jeremy, I was just thinking we should have something where you pay, uh, you know, like a Laura Loomer to go out there and ask, all, you know, or Nancy, Nancy will get in there, get together, pay Nancy <laughs> to get into these meetings, ask some hard questions. You know, she's got her eye on the prize. You know, who? you know what we need to bring, we need to bring Brandon Gray out of retirement. Brandon, <laughs> I know you're out there listening somewhere. I'm to get that info wars, Paul Revere award, dust yeah. it off, get your megaphone out. Your 1776 megaphone and hit these people up, Brandon. We need you to start heckling them once again. It's, it's, I know you've got a baby and another baby on the way and all this, trying to have this nice life, but we need you to come out of retirement as the heckler for liberty. Yeah. But I mean, this is really what, I mean, we really do have to start shaming these people in public, no matter how much we love them. Right. And and let me give you the perfect example of who would be the number one most loved person that definitely needs to be shamed because he's actually pretty responsive to it. And that would be your favorite president and sometimes mine, Donald J. Trump. Now, see, Donald J. Trump is very susceptible to shaming. In fact, if you actually were a true Trump fan, you would know that sometimes at rallies, he actually got booed on certain topics. And in those topics, either saw a policy shift or that topic was never brought up again. Why? Well, because he's responsive to shaming. And so we can love our Jim Jordans and our James Comers and our Louderfields and our you know, whoever else is out there that you might be in love with, right, who lets you down every time, who comes out of the Democrats' bedroom, and you're like, why were you with that bitch? And he's like, that wasn't me. And you're like, well, maybe it wasn't you, all right? We all have the politician that we're just in love with, but it's okay to shame them. 
it doesn't mean that we love them any less. It means that we're trying to get them to do the right thing. And apparently the only way a politician will do the right thing is when they become afraid of losing their job. And they see their campaign donations drying up when they start to get asked hard questions at events that were supposed to be love fest. That's the only time they're going to do anything. And so we need to start demonstrating some tough love and, you know, maybe ignore them with our dollars. And, and like I, I tell many people, the reality is we need to get out of this national uh, government most important and the state government is the JV team. That, that is a inverted lie meant to make us not focus on these small offices. The reason why we know that these lower offices are more important is because that's where George Soros spends his money. I mean, that's where the leftist activists show up to, right? I mean, we're getting beat in this fight, and at some point we have to, we should analyze our enemy's tactics and see that maybe we should start doing what they're doing. Maybe we should start showing up with 50 to 100 people at city council and county commission and school board meetings, which we we were doing there for a little bit. I haven't heard many reports of angry parents lately. Um, Maybe the FBI rounding up all all the parents might have been the reason why people stopped going to them. But the reality is these tactics work. It's why our very successful enemies use them all the time. It's why Kathy's book is Rules for Deplorables, right? It's literally taking the Saul Linsky rule book for the Rules for Radicals and basically saying, hey, we should do these things too, right? Because they're effective and they work. You know, uh, The Art of War by Sun Tzu, required reading in most military institutions of learning, right? Uh, Winning friends and influencing people. All of these books that are out there are required reading for people that deal in these types of warfare because they're effective. You have one minute left. And so at some point in time, we have to stop being cheerleaders and actually uh, start to hold uh, these lying politicians accountable and asking them tough questions and shaming them into action and accountability. Hmm. I wonder if we could pay people to do that like the Democrats do. <laughs> because nope. people aren't doing have it. To do it ourselves, but free. they won't. But they won't. So how do you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then, like they say, what do we do now in the last Starfighter? He goes, we die. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's oh, what we do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's not like, looking that good. But uh, I think we should start a company and call it the anti-lobbyist. And see what happens. And hire a bunch of people. And have maybe we should just start a new country. Professional hackers. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow night. Okay. I think we're out of time. All Thank right. you for using Securus. Goodbye. Uh, what do you guys think about that? We pay professional hecklers. Okay, no violence involved, unlike, you know, the people getting paid Antifa and, you know, those kind of people. It won't be like that. Be like, we're paying these people to show up at events that the politicians are at and ask them hard questions. We get the footage, 
we put it online. It could be a subscription service. Somebody take this idea and run with it. Okay. There's a lot more where that came from, I think. <laughs> Amanda Sue says, sign me up. Sounds like a dream job. <laughs> yeah. Cam and 10. Yeah, exactly. She's saying the left has all the money. So yes, this is perplexing, isn't it? There was a Project Veritas investigation where they had they found out that this this consulting company was doing ex exactly what I'm talking about. They're they're paying these well quote unquote bad actors to get involved and cause shenanigans and everything. Um, you know, call people and talk about democratic values, principles, listen about the candidate that we love and boom, 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 whatever you want to call it. Okay. Why is all the money funneled to these democratic programs? Like, like why, why are all these consulting companies based around the Democrats or maybe the Republicans are doing it too. And I just never heard of it. I'm you tell me. It is very odd, KMN10. I 100% agree. Why is all the money? Where are the rich, the billionaires that care about? I think I'm answering my own question because I'm thinking ahead here. Where are the rich uh, billionaires when you want them to, you know, be working on the side of America and want America to be the best country? And I just came up with the answer in my head. And this goes uh, back to something David Blombutt was saying is the reason that these people are so rich, their companies are worldwide. They are not solely in the United States. So they have no loyalty to the United States, even though they're uh, living here and making, they don't care about that. Okay. Very few of them care about that. That's why we don't have money going toward patriotic cause. That's why it's very few people. You got Mike Lindell, Patrick Byrne, please feel free to name other people, rich people that put their money where their mouth is when it comes to um, patriotic causes, American first causes. Where, where are these people? Now I know that they're donating money, but it seems like there isn't enough of them or they're not what about these consulting companies, supposedly? Is it just, it is completely a uniparty. I think that's that's what the answer really is. How can you find uh, donors out there that would love to donate to a patriotic cause? And, you know, with all, all the things that have happened with, with J6, a lot of money has been funneled to helping uh, J6 their funds, legal funds, you know, the mortgages, all, all, all the things that, that these people needed. Now, I'm not going to say that the money is probably getting dry. I'm just saying there's a lot of, there's few people holding money and a lot of it has been funneled out to J6. How can we, you know, what's the return on investment for that? I'm just trying to think. Like, how can you encourage these people, the few people that have a lot of money to donate to America First causes? How do you help them to continue to donate to these things? 
what would be the incentive to do so? I'm just brainstorming here and I'm just spitballing. Trying to think of uh, solutions here. Manasu uh, or Cayman 10, sorry, maybe we can sign up to be the left's paid protesters and go sideways on them. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. We should film that too. That'll be a Project Veritas uh, episode right there. Money begets money, yeah. Double time pay. PS34 globalist, the, the corpse don't care. They're That's right. They're globalist Marxists. That's right. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the problem. Right? We need money to make these things happen. A lot of people are tied down in dealing with their nine to five, taking care of their children. There's a million things to do in your day. This is the reason that they have this income tax on you and the state tax and your property tax. And let's throw some inflation in there. Great distraction tactic, isn't it? And now we'll also be dealing with a massive amount of chaos here going into 2024. So just some things to think about. If you think of a great idea, please feel free. And you want to share it with me please feel free, the fusion cell at protonmail.com. But I just haven't heard of any ideas that have actually gotten some traction. Although Steve Baker's doing a great job, like, you know, getting that information out that these two officers of the Capitol Police perjured themselves on the stand with evidence is a blockbuster. We definitely need more of that. And how can we support these, uh, these efforts? I mean, we need 10 more Steve Bakers. Now he can't do it all. Just like a lot of people want Trump to win this, this presidency. He can't do it by himself either. So more hands make for lighter work. What is it? Many hands. You know what I'm saying? We got to work together and make these things happen. Manasu, all this crap thanks to the sinking of the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about there. I used to be obsessed with the Titanic. And I, you know, I'd heard these rumors and conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories about what, what that was all about. But when you actually start looking into it, it unfortunately makes sense. Nice to see Leto in here too. Okay. Thank you very much for being here as always. Uh, we we are going to try and start at seven. I just had to meet somebody um, at an inopportune time, but they were passing through and don't live in the state. So I had to. So hopefully tomorrow we'll be on time at 7 p.m. so that I can get to bed early. And you can too, hopefully. So have a wonderful night. We will see you tomorrow in the Fusion Cell. And whatever you do, don't do nothing. Have a good night, folks. World domination, same old dream. The universe grows smaller every day. This nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. It was a great word.